This is the Two B T Two B T podcast. Daddy and Steve are awesome. Stephen had the uh, table. Stephen had the table and stuff like that. Hey everybody, welcome to Two B T. I'm David. I'm Michael. Whoa! Holy crap! <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's face to face. Face to face. I know it's 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 neat. I like it. We're totally it's... probably shouldn't be doing it, but I couldn't take it anymore, man. Nah, we're good. I miss miss seeing your 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 smiling your smiling your. I was trying I, to think. I, I don't smile. Don't lie. I don't <laughs> smile that often, Dave. No, not at all. At, <laughs> never. <laughs> the truth is, I'm not a smiler. <laughs> he is. Don't let him lie to you. He just thinks that he's not. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's... it's Echo Base. Back to Echo Base. Back to Echo Base. And it's back to... Check, back check to my temperature. Life. Covered myself back in... Back uh, to reality. Uh, took a bath in uh, hand sanitizer. Yes. I've got yeah. baby wipes right... Not baby wipes. I've got Lysol wipes right here to wipe <laughs> down all your grunge and not touch well, anything. And like I told you all, man, I'm more, I'm more worried about me possibly be carrying than anybody else just because, like, it's running rampant at work right now. Well, that's the thing. It's it's so. Texas is. I've just read a headline from some guy that just retired from the military. He was in part of. He was up in the Colorado Springs where they plan for worst case scenarios, and they were planning what happens if COVID hits uh, Texas at a peak, and then there's a hurricane. Oh wow! And they said, he said, we decided Texas is just effed. Yeah. Because the 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 scenarios they played out and and they're planning said they're just it's just not good yeah yeah so yeah that, uh, man like I, I i don't and it's it, it's it's just the whole fact that people don't listen like no, like no. and that's what gets me is like i've got buddies that they're like oh well i see over in in europe that they're able to go out and about without any masks on and stuff like that and this is all just it's all just the government trying to control the public and i'm like yeah the the reason why they're able to go out without any masks on because they listened in the first in place. the first place yes they listened in the first place and they stayed home and they wore face coverings and they did all this type of stuff and then even germany even went like even further to where they were actually sending like they had from what i understood the thing that i read <clears throat> Because they had like these roving, like medical vehicles, right? So they would go around to houses and do health checks on people and stuff like that. Oh. And if somebody actually had COVID or whatever, then they would be isolated to that house. You're not allowed to leave or anything like that, even to go out to check the go to the doctor because the doctor is coming by to you. Imagine, imagine healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine healthcare. <laughs> just just healthcare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but you know they 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 went about it in totally in a, in a total different way than like say like Italy and all like that type of stuff did and and it's just it it worked because they had, they, they followed the but the Germans guidelines. yeah but Germans man they're known for doing stuff like that you know the 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 German thinking and engineering and stuff like that granted they've got they've got some blemishes on their history you know there's that one dude <laughs> there's some really bad eggs there at one point in time. Yeah, but they were efficient with their bad eggs. Yeah. You know, I great, mean, great uh, highway system. Yeah, great highway system. <laughs> they, they, they were. I mean, as bad as those bad eggs might have been, those bad eggs were pretty efficient because they still followed that German ingenuity and that German thinking and stuff like that. Not saying I, I condone it, but I do condone it whenever it comes to something like what they've done with the whole COVID and all like this type of crap, to where they're actually even able to have like get-togethers and like gatherings and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. New, New Zealand has 
is completely, totally COVID free right now too. Yeah. 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 No, oh, yeah. no, there's a whole, I don't want to get into it cause I've been a downer for a long time, but the whole, there's a whole difference. I've I, I told you how I went to a, an event to, to support removing a yeah. statue that has stood for a hundred years yeah. that was put up for a reason. Even the poem on the side of it talks about how unblemished and white the South was and how God's going to look down and forgive. But there's that's no, not racist. And it says way. there's no sin to forgive because the South didn't do anything wrong <laughs> to anybody. Oh yeah. You know, basically yeah. meaning that, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Preaching, 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 not preaching. I'm not preaching. But yet, everybody on this side <laughs> over here, they're, we're trying to stay six feet away from each other, and we yeah. got our masks on. And the whole other side of the had all the guns. Now they yeah. they had gone to a bar, got drunk beforehand, and then showed up with the AR-15s with their red shirts and red caps on, yeah. and trying to yell at everybody. They didn't have a mask, and guess who's coming? To, the people are coming down with it. I mean, I, you have somebody at work that who's a father's on a, been put on a ventilator. Yeah, yeah. It's not just not put on a ventilator, but they they uh, put him on a ventilator, and his kidney he's his kidneys have gone into shutdown, so he's on oh, dialysis yeah, yeah, yeah. now. So. We have another relative <clears throat> who's ex's mother or grandmother is on a ventilator yeah his my his 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 ex-mother-in-law is on a ventilator now and i know some other people who's it's like now it's hitting home yeah yeah but it's how far is it going to go before? and these and these are in rural areas you know well they're old people just let them die yeah they're, it's their time anyhow no. well one about the 30 year old from gainesville that died just a couple of weeks ago yeah and then san antonio yeah the same thing they went to he or she went to a party to yeah a covid party and then died yeah they're one of their last things they told the people i, was, I, I thought it was a hoax yeah so sad i'm not making fun it's of it it's, yeah it's, and i'm and i'm scared because i don't want it it terrifies I, I me i thought i had it at yeah. one point you know when i was sick for two months oh, dude it terrifies me man i don't like wearing a mask i hate wearing a mask but i do it yeah i, I have no choice at work i have to wear a yeah, mask. yeah you have to i have to wear a mask at and work, then so. on top of that it's like I, I don't want my like i have a younger my youngest daughter i don't know what how she would react to getting it. Yeah. she might have the immune system of other kids and it's not going to bother or or she might end up in a hospital, and I don't want that. And I don't want my 78-year-old dad getting it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. It's funny. I got another older relative that's been saying it's a hoax and hoax and hoax. And and then uh, he then there's a huge event where, and the name is Rednecks something, something, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so about 20,000 Rednecks show up in my neighborhood. Out mm-hmm. in the, I don't even have a neighborhood. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just right up the road from And me. they have this big week-long party, and he's like, out of, and I swear to God this man said this. In one second he says, I'll argue with anybody. This is still a hoax. There ain't nothing real about it. And then something I said about going to uh, the gas station in the town nearby or the Dairy Queen to get something to eat. He's like, well, I ain't going there. The Rednecks were just here. I don't want to get covid so which is it, man? Yeah, what, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh man. But anyhow, I'm glad to be actually seeing your your nice shiny dome. And oh your, yes, your luxurious. You had me scared about trimming your beard, and I thought oh, you'd yeah. come no, over no, here and I, find you clean shaven. I didn't. I, I wish I could. It was my dirty shirt where I dripped my 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 lunch down my shirt. Oh well, you still look like I'm a not too worried about Viking. It. Yeah. Still ugly, still. St- <laughs> it's all in the family, man. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm too worried about. It. That's the good tie-in. All it's all in the family. Yeah. 
Oh man, so let's let's get off the COVID talk because I don't want to talk about COVID. Like it just stresses me out, and then like it's it's just it's. I get it. Like everybody's having to go through it, and that's what gets me. Is like you know. Well, like, the thing is, we haven't had to endure anything like the rest of the country has. Oh yeah. Well, out where I live, no one's acting like anything's happening. Finally, people are starting to wear masks. Like yeah. we go to Walmart and we wear our mask, and like one out of every four people have a mask on. Yeah. Now. Now you, I'm starting to see more and more people are like, well, maybe, maybe I ought to. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them are just doing it just because like they have to now or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cause I don't know if that's a statewide thing, but I think it's just about mandated everywhere in the state that you got to have it on where I live. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, this is like, I went up to Oklahoma the other day and I was in Ardmore and, uh, I walked into a store in Ardmore and I got my mask on. And I was the only person in that store that had a mask on. Yeah. But then again, like also at the same time, Ardmore had the same amount of, had less cases than the town that we're in right now. Yeah. Had less confirmed cases than the town that we're in right well, now. Well, the rural, more like the county I live in still is a 18. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anyhow, we're getting I, off yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're I'm getting out, off I might even delete all of this. Nah, nah, don't delete it. At least, at least leave it in just because. We gotta have that. <laughs> you gotta have the time. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, 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 man. I, I've 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 added, as you can see, that's that's my uh, my collection of clamshells there that I was telling you about last week. That I've got my 40th anniversary uh, Empire Strikes Back figures in and stuff. I see 13 clear boxes and uh, black box, and then on top of that is Luke. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this right here, this box right there. That's that's uh, well, crap. Luke just came off his stand. His stand. Yeah, I know his stand didn't want to come with him. That's that uh, hyper real Luke that I was talking about. I was, this is really, really, it's a really cool figure. Uh, I'm just kind of disappointed that they did like everything in like the rubberized stuff. Like I was really, oh. I was really hoping that he like he would have like soft goods for his clothes and stuff. But yeah. take a gander at that. Yeah, it's like. I mean, it almost well, it almost has the look of cloth, but like at times, whenever the light hits it, you can definitely tell that it's got like a sheen in it. And it's just rubber, so, you know, to get the effect of all the folds and the way. Oh the yeah, cloth wouldn't it wouldn't. You, I don't see how you could do that with actual cloth. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like some of those. I mean, I mean no, no. I look. I'm looking up at your yeah. uh, your uh, X wing uniform. Yeah, Luke, he's got the. It works out. So. Yeah. Yeah, those are also expensive though too, so that's why those are hot toys up there. Uh but this right here, this right here is is really pretty neat. Uh there's that. Uh I'm not gonna try to get the other one down. Bounty hunters. That's actually that's actually kinda like a uh a, a redo. You know what? Hold on just a second. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna see if I can't get this down real quick. So we're gonna pause just for a few seconds. Alright, I went ahead and took a soft pause. I'm not back down yet, but <laughs> We are off pause. Okay, so this first one was the one from earlier. Yeah, that first Bounty one. Hunter's 30th anniversary, and this is Bounty Hunter's 40th anniversary edition. A little bit larger box. Yeah. Well, the uh, the one is uh, that one right there that's in your hands. Uh, that was the Celebration. This was a Celebration 5 exclusive. Oh, okay. And it was 2010, so that was the 30th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And what they did here is they put it in this nice, cool little sleeve thing right here with the like the nice silver embossed printing and stuff like that on it. Yeah. 
And then it folds out like a book. Yeah, and then it actually folds out like a book. And, of course, it's got the nice silver embossed printing again, even on the inside. And then you can see the carded figures on the inside. Mm-hmm. And you have Zuckus and Forlom. <clears throat> and what they did here is they did a remake. It's a, uh, a remake of the old uh, Empire Strikes Back cards from 1980. Yeah, and what yeah. they did... Is they actually put Zuckus on Forlom. They put the name of Zuckus on Forlom and put the name of Forlom on Zuckus. Because what happened, like they were originally named Zuckus and Forlom. Yeah. yeah. But they were somebody from Hasbro. The story I've always heard, and how true this is, I'm not 100% sure, but the story I've always heard is somebody at Hasbro was looking at this dude and he goes, His name is Zuckus? And they're like, Yeah, his name is Zuckus. And they're like, But he's a robot. He's a droid. And. And it looks like this guy should be Zuckus, and this guy should be Forlom, because for L-O-M, or Forlom, however yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. pronounce it, looks like that would be a name of a droid. And Zuckus looks like this dude, because he just looks like he's got like a bug head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, insectoid eyes. <clears throat> and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they made the swap, and ever since, this dude has been Forlom. The droid has been Forlom, or for L-O-M, or for dash love of money what lom is supposed to stand for and then this dude has been zuckus ever since then okay but for the 30th and 40th anniversary they've done these uh kind of reprints and like i said for the 30th anniversary the celebration exclusive that uh was 2010 was in orlando that was my first celebration i ever went to that's what started the madness of me going to celebration and uh it uh, that was that that was a three and three quarter the vintage collection, yeah. and then this one right here is the fortieth anniversary, and then as you can tell, they didn't do as cool with the with the packaging on this one. Like you can open it up, but it's just the two cards sitting inside of it, and you yeah. pull them out and stuff like that. This is my keep. This is my keep closed since there's no like sort of display or anything like that. This one's gonna keep closed with the two cards inside of it. The others, the I've got. <clears throat> here's one right here. Here's Forlom or, okay. or Zuckus right here in the nice little clamshell holder. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's basically the same thing, except for they didn't do the silver embossed printing and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's been a it's been a busy time here at Echo Base with the, with, like what I was saying, with the, uh, with the receiving of packages and oh, crap yeah, like that, yeah. man. It's we, been insane. We've always talked about how you need more room, and I mean, you're going to take down your TV and VCR now. Put yeah, no, and, Yeah. Like, I was, it's, it's funny because one of her, <laughs> there was one week, and I just, thank God I was actually on vacation. I took, I took a vacation a couple of weeks ago, and I was just off for the week. And there's no reason whatsoever. It's the week of 4th of July. And uh, that week of the 4th of July, I was getting... <clears throat> shipments from Hasbro coming through FedEx every day to the point to where like <clears throat> I was getting to be on a first name basis with the F- with the FedEx dude really like he came by one time and uh, I was outside and I was like what's up dude and you know just like said hi and then he came by the next day and I saw him and I was like hey man like I'll see you tomorrow I got another one coming tomorrow I was like I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and ship them all together instead of doing all these different boxes and he was like, "Do you start feeling bad?" Because <laughs> I know there's a point during Christmas when we were just we just kind of ordered a bunch of stuff through different things, and it's just coming every day. The <laughs> right? UPS or FedEx lady would show up, and it's like, 
I'm sorry, just one little tiny package. <laughs> she had to drive down this long dirt road down my long driveway, rough as heck, and ah. dealing with my dogs and for one little envelope, <laughs> and then she'll be back the next day with something. And it's like, I wish they, I wish they could be more efficient too. You <laughs> right. know, uh, I, the way I look at it is like, man, if I was a delivery driver, I'd probably much rather deliver to a place like yours yeah. than someplace in town somewhere. True. Because that's got to be nice to get a little away from everything. You're driving down a nice little dirt road. It might be rough as hell. Especially if they come from the one direction. And the thing is, I've had the pretty much the same drivers for since I moved. In. One of them killed one of my dogs once. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I, I don't blame her. The, he was stupid and chasing. going. You know how the dogs do circles around vehicles? Oh, yeah. Well, he was a puppy. I had two puppies. I had Poncho and Lefty. Well, Lefty bit it. Oh. Because she smashed him with the FedEx truck. And I don't blame her. <laughs> I, I had to bury him, and it was all sad and all, but... It's his fault. So it was a reversal of the song then, huh? Yeah. The dust yeah. that Ponchy bit down south. Yeah. Lefty yeah. felt in his mouth or no, whatever. Lefty yeah. got it in his mouth. <laughs> lefty, lefty got it first. It's bad. Huh? I'm not good with animals dying. And I had to, I, I, I went and dug the hole. I said, Dad, you need to go get my dog. I can't. Oh, dude, I'm not either. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I, I can't do it. Uh, that's why I've got to have somebody that's stronger with that stuff that, around than me. Because I, I yeah, no, no, no. no. The, the last animal, I'm sorry, I'm getting us off. The last animal I had, that's what's so hard. I'm like, I almost, when, when my dogs are gone, I don't know if I'm going to get any more. Yeah. Because the last one that died, my wife was leaving and she's like, something's wrong with Goober. Yeah. And I looked out the window. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I go out there. I yell at him. He doesn't move. So I go out there and I'm like, God, God, you know, the whole thing about moving them and oh, yeah. digging the grave. Of course it was, the ground was super hard. Yeah, and I'm by myself, and I was actually when I was um, I was sick at that time. I think, oh also. no, yeah. So I, it's just hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good with. I've got so many animals. I have a whole pet cemetery at my house. Oh, really? Cats and dogs and. Yeah. Yeah, my cat ran off. I don't it know. Is. Yeah, well, I'm I'm saying she ran off. Well, so I've got two. That's, that's what I'm hoping. I have least. two little ones. I can loan you. I'm good right now. I'm okay. good. I, I, I'm kind of thinking about getting another dog. It's been a it's been a year since since the Sally dog died. Now yeah. I've been kind of going like I kind of want another dog now. Like it's been enough time, and I'm like I kind of want another dog, but I don't want the heartache of a new dog just yet. You know that whole yeah. like training. And housebreaking and headache and all like that. Because I'm like, you know, man, if I do it, whenever I get a new dog, it'll probably be... I want time off, A, to do the bonding thing and stuff like that and the build trust. It's what people, a lot of people don't do. Like, you have an animal. you got to build some trust in that animal, you know? It's just like as if you were the have a, a new friend or whatever. Now all of a sudden that friend's staying at your house like nonstop. you got to build trust with that new friend. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, build trust with that, with the dog and all like that type of stuff. So if I get one, it'll probably, probably be around Christmas time. Cause I got that like two weeks off of Christmas and yeah. stuff. So like that. So I can, I can, I can like really like kind of get that good time to spend with the dog and like kind of get to know it and it get to know me yeah, and build that a, trust. You gotta and, have that. And do the housebreaking because I do a I do a technique on the housebreaking that, <clears throat> I learned from an actual dog trainer that really, 
really works like really well. Really? Like I, I, it worked great on Sal. And the only time she ever really had accidents in the house was a towards the end of her life, whenever she was just kind of like losing control right. of her bowels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever like she would get these really bad allergies and she would have to take steroids, and there was like the poor dog was just drinking so much water because that's what steroids do is it makes you super thirsty. Yeah. And she was just peeing uncontrollably because of the because of the the steroids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there was one time she was peeing in the floor and she was looking at me like, "Oh God, I can't stop it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I, I didn't mean yeah. to. Like I got up to go to the door and then that look of shame. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, I couldn't even get mad at her. I was just like, dude, it's okay. Let's just go outside and we're we're gonna hang out out here for a little while. So if you've got any more, just go ahead and make sure you squeeze it out. But I'm gonna have to limit your water now. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the technique I use is is you start off and it's it's a pain in the butt but it works really really well. And the the, the technique I use is you start every 15 minutes, you take them outside. Okay. So you take them outside every 15 minutes, you do that for a day. If they don't have any accidents within that first day, then you can move it up to 30 minutes. If they don't have any accidents within that day of doing the 30 minutes, then you can move up to 45 minutes. Same thing. If they don't have any accidents, you move it up to 60 minutes. Once you get to the hour, then you bump it up to an hour every day. So you go one hour, two hour, three hours, and you can go all the way up to 12 hours. I don't suggest doing like waiting every 12 hours to take your animal outside to go to the bathroom. But like once you get to like a spot that you're comfortable with, then you can like kind of taper off of it. And you just, what you're doing then is you're instilling a confidence and a trust in the animal to let them know that you will take them outside, that they don't have to come ask you. So that, and that's what bothers me about some animals and stuff like that is like constantly like coming to you want to go outside, coming to you want to go outside, coming to you want to go outside. And it's like, you're not wanting to go outside to go to the bathroom. You want to go outside just to go outside and go run around and, 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 basically have fun and act a fool and stuff. you're then a servant <clears throat> and then you're exactly you're now the servant to the animal which is what in my house the cats are doing to my wife and daughter <laughs> is they just want to one of them goes outside because she prefers going to use that instead of she'll use the litter box if she's inside, yeah. but she'd rather go outside yeah the other one just does it to go outside and hang out which is fine yeah but it's an expectation and with me i don't i don't i'm not just gonna let you out because you want out one because i don't want you outside i don't want you to get out in the fleas i don't want you to get ticks i don't want other yep. animals to get you <clears throat> i mean the yeah. same one that wants out all the time they keep letting out she's been bit like three times by snakes this year good grief and <clears throat> she stay inside it's cool yeah it's probably because she's trying to eat the snakes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah she's a warrior. Oh yeah, Smeagol. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that's that's. I had a <clears throat> cat that Stephen and I had growing up used to eat snakes and attack snakes. Uh, there was a time that we were we'd gone down to the creek that was there next to our house, and we'd gone down to the creek and we had been waiting in the water, so we'd all taken off our shoes and our shoes were on the bank. And we were running around there next to the creek and stuff like that, not paying attention. We all had our BB guns and stuff. Yeah. And Garfield used to follow us everywhere we went to. Now Garfield. I remember Garfield. Yeah, Garfield, the big yellow cat, man. Like, And uh, Garfield used to follow us around everywhere we went to. He was like a dog, dude. If we went... If we went crawdad fishing, Garfield would be down there crawdad fishing with us. If we went down to the creek to go hang out and play Vietnam with our BB guns and stuff like that, then Garfield would be down to the creek playing Vietnam with us with our yeah. BB guns and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> we were down at the creek, and like I said, we were down there goofing around. And I took a step, and I wasn't paying attention to where I was stepping, and I just hear a hiss, and I looked down, and about from me to the 
to the power surge, the surge protector over there is a water moccasin about two feet long that's just curled yeah, up, ready yeah. to strike. I didn't even see it, and it's it's ready to go. And it's it, for for y'all that can't see, I'm telling Michael the story. But for y'all that can't see, that's probably about a foot and a half distance from my foot to the power to the surge protector. Yeah, too close. And uh, it's curled up, it's ready to strike, and it looks like it's about to go. And as soon as it looks like it's about to go. Bam! Garfield jumped on it, wow. bit its head off, dude. Wow! Yeah, just out of nowhere. I was, I was, I froze. That's I didn't know impressive. what to do. Oh yeah, dude. I've never seen a cat doing like that. Yeah, he just jumped on it, bit its head off, and that was it. And I was like, "Holy crap! Thank you, Garfield." But he was, he was a champ, dude. There was, there was a time that whenever we lived in town, because we got him whenever we lived in town, he was a stray. He just came up to us. Yeah, and. uh when we lived in town, there was a German shepherd that was loose in the neighborhood and Garfield had actually pinned him underneath my mom's car. And we, mom had actually called the pound on the dog because you would go outside and he would get pretty aggressive with you yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Now, most German shepherds, I love German shepherds. Oh, yeah. I really do. But most German shepherds I've been around aren't really that aggressive. I mean, they can be, but this one seemed like it was overly aggressive. And uh, mom called the pound on it, and whenever the pound actually showed up to get the dog, they knocked on the door, and they're like, uh, were you wanting us to take the dog, or were you wanting us to take the cat? Because the Garfield had him pinned underneath the car and would not let him out. He'd, yeah. he'd try to get out on one side, and he'd swat his nose and send him back underneath the car, and Dang. he'd try to go to the other side, and Garfield jump over the car and do it all over again. It's like, what the hell, dude? He just had him treated, just wouldn't let him out, man. Adventures of Garfield. Yeah, so we actually had to take Garfield inside the house so that way the pound could take the dog and take him off wow. or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The animals are awesome. Right, dude? Yeah, yeah. Back to Star Wars and FedEx. Back to Star Wars and FedEx. Which led off the whole animal thing about <clears throat> dog getting killed by a FedEx I lady. It, right? Um, do you still have a sense of wonder and joy like you're a little kid when you get the packages or oh, just kind of yeah. like oh just got another thing no dude it's so awesome like that was uh, like that was probably like i felt bad because the fedex dude was having to come by every day and i was i was seriously like why didn't they just because it was like it would be one box with two figures in it yeah and then the next day it would be one box with two figures in it and then the next day it'd be one box with two figures in it like it was the luke but there was two lukes in there and it was a lando calrissian but there's two landos in there you know and it's just like why didn't they just send them all together in one big box? Yeah. You know, because it's free shipping because I, I, I'm the pulse member and blah, blah, blah. But no, man, there's, there's, it's, it's still the same sense of wonder. It's, it's awesome because it makes me feel like Santa Claus is coming by my house in the middle of July. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, even though I know what's in the box, cause I'm, what's uh, in the box? yeah, <laughs> like, cause I'm watching on the tracking and Hasbro does this really cool thing where it's like your shipment has shipped and it says what's inside and it gives you a picture of the figure that's inside. So I know what's being oh, delivered cool. that day. I know where it's at. I, I know all this stuff, but yet it's still just super cool because you're like, Oh, when's it getting here? When's it getting here? When's it getting here? And then all of a sudden the FedEx dude shows up at your door and you're like, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that was a good week, dude. I, I enjoyed the crap out of that week, and it's mainly just because I was getting toys left and right. And it was it was a busy week, man. I didn't get this till I didn't get the the four Lom and Zuckus one. Well, I did get that one that week because I got the original one from Amazon, and then this one right here, the like what I'm calling the show one, is the uh, one that I got from Hasbro because Amazon yeah. sucks with their shipping on action figures and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and what's funny is, like, I had gone on eBay to see what 
the 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 fortieth anniversary one was selling for, uh-huh. and I, it <clears throat> it pulled up all the thirtieth anniversary ones, and that's got me wanting to get a protector for that because that one's worth a lot more money than what I thought it was. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. And I checked the sold listings just because I like. Yeah, I yeah. always check the sold listings to see what they're actually going for. Yeah, yeah. What people are actually paying for it, and it's still like quite a bit of money. I was like, holy crap, dude! That just like blows my mind. Well, let me just set that over here in my <laughs> right? backpack here. I know it. I totally need to get in here and log stuff. And ugh, I need an inventory. I don't want an inventory. We should do an inventory and just record while we inventory. That sounds good to me. But then everybody like if everybody would know what I have then. You've already aired it on you've, Basically, yeah. You've pretty much shown most of this stuff in here. Yeah. And me and Adam actually have a uh, uh we're gonna start up a little YouTube thing and stuff yeah. like that. That a lot of it's gonna get featured on that. Because it's basically like uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing that, that it's uh it's gonna be for collectors to kind of show off their collection. So not just me. Right. Hopefully I'll get audience participation and people will send me photos and videos and stuff like that and then i can put those up also so yeah because i don't need to be on a video <laughs> like i don't i don't need my own youtube video oh, but it's you're made for video. <laughs> yeah no i'm made for radio sir <laughs> <laughs> i hit half those branches on the ugly tree on my way down uh, i'm saying half because i'm giving myself a little bit of credit a little bit of credit yeah <laughs> a little, little bit not much yeah 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 uh, but yeah, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. This week, we we got the new Dresden book this week. Yeah, man. I went, I, two days. It took two, me two days to go through it. Yeah. And, uh, it was relatively short for a Dresden book, it seemed like. Yeah, I can't remember how many hours it was, because we do the audio version. It was 12 hours of audio. I do remember that. It was like 12-something. Let me look it up real fast. I'm going to pull up my audible um i do know it was like 12 hours and some minutes 12 hours and some chains for <clears throat> to be sure of course my audible's taking forever to pull up now and we are gonna spoil it but not right this second right yeah we're not gonna talk spoilers yet but we we have to because we've been waiting all week to talk about stuff and hopefully some people that have any i don't know I'm just going to talk to you. I don't care. I don't even. Yeah. Think, I really don't think anybody listens to us. Who cares if they? <laughs> but if they, if anybody does find this and they they have read the book, we're going to talk about some theories we've got. Yeah. So the uh, peace talks was 12 hours and 52 minutes, and of course it, it it it's it's basically a setup for the next book, Battlegrounds. Uh, the before the books before skin, that, Skin Game was the one right before it, right? Yeah, Skin Game was the one right before it. Uh, uh, turncoat was 14 hours and 36 minutes. Um, white knight was 14 hours, 12 minutes. Proven guilty was 16 hours and 15 minutes. So, uh, close to like the normal runtime of a Dresden book. It was a little bit shorter than what you've had recently, but to me, I think that's because it, you can obviously tell whenever reading the book that it was part one of two. Yeah, really. It it is it is a part one, and you could tell it did. The ending didn't feel like it was forced or anything like no, that. No, no, no. But you you definitely can tell that it was it was part of a larger book. Well, that's the thing with every Dresden book. They you can read each one standing alone. He gives enough 
background information. You can just pick up any any single book by about Harry Dresden and oh, read yeah. it and enjoy it. And that's what I that's what I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's one of the things that I like about the series itself because mm-hmm. it is uh and it and it never feels like it's forced whenever he because he'll reference something but yet he'll give you like well this happened blah 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 but that never does feel like it's forced whenever he gives you that little bit of backstory that's and, tying into one of the other books that came before it well and we know that he definitely loves Marvel. Oh, yeah. And one of the old, I think it was a Stan Lee's rule of thumb is like every comic book could be somebody's first comic book. Yeah. So he kind of follows that thing where it's like somebody does happen to, they're sitting in an airport, somebody's left a copy or they pick a copy up in the airport and read it. It's like, oh, wait, there's more to this? Oh, yeah. And they could go back and enjoy the whole thing. And then backfill. But if you say you start off on book number eight. You could do that. You could totally it. do that and still enjoy it as a standalone story. But yet you also get references to these other books that might pop up in this one. And it tells you where the reference is coming from. But it doesn't, again, like I said, it never feels like it's forced. Like he has a good way of just kind of like smoothing over that and just being like, oh, okay, here you go. Yeah. 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 He's not like talking. I mean, I never get annoyed with him. Karen Murphy was a, used to be a beat cop, and now she's blah blah blah. Yeah, and like he's just like a really quick rehash reminder of who she oh, is. Yeah. Um, Ebenezer, Ebenezer actually ends up being a wizard that raised me and trained me, and yeah. actually found out he's my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. mentor. You know, my yeah. mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's it's it it just it never feels forced. It never feels like yeah. It never feel like I'm going like oh yeah, dude. I know that information. I wish you'd quit telling me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It never feels like that. So that's that's what that's See, one thing the, I really the, dig about. The it. thing about wizards and technology is they don't really get along. Right. I mean, how many times have you heard that in every single? Sometimes it's more than once in a book. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, wizards can't get near. <laughs> not really a good idea for me to be in the hospital because of the ICU. You don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, don't want to break. You know, blow up grandpa's iron lungs. Yeah. You've heard that one. I don't know how many times. Yeah. And the and the anything built before or after World War II doesn't react well to wizards and stuff like that. But again, it never feels like it's overused. Never feels like it's 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 forced on me or anything like that. It always feels still pretty fresh inside the inside the story. Whenever you're actually in, whenever you're actually in the story itself, it never feels forced. It never feels like okay, yeah, you've said this fifty times before. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, man. It's uh, and that's what that's one of the things that I really dig about that book series man yeah is is that it does just flow so well and that's just that's just talent man that's the only thing i can think of because i can't ride like that yeah i can think of a story in my head but to just make it keep flowing and no drag and just popping up it's like that thing pierce brown always says escalating tension escalate tension well that's what and that's the one thing about this book that wasn't so Every Harry Dresden book is escalating tension. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's like three things at once happen, and it's like, okay, I've got enough tension, and we're only a third through the book, Yeah, and he's almost died four times. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not not really spoiling this one, but this one had quite a different feel. It did. Um, Not, I don't want to say not a lot happened. A lot happens. A lot happens, but nothing really gets done about not it. a lot of fuzari or whatever uh, fuzari he's not really throwing a lot of fire around um, oh yeah you know he's not in a lot of he's in danger all the time just because of who he is oh yeah but it's it's a little bit different tempo more of an un 
you're learning a lot of stuff as the story oh, goes yeah. on. But it moves fast. Though. But it moves quickly because you're not just stuck on one thing. You're moving from this to this. To, a typical Harry Dresden story is always moving. So you're oh, moving yeah. around, moving around. Yeah. I mean, like the last book, Skin Game, uh, he's winter night. He gets tasked to do something. He ha- They have to break into a hell. Yeah. And end up stealing some really cool stuff. Um, uh, Karen ends up getting beat almost to death by... Yeah. Permanently uh, uh, scarred, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, and that's the setup for this book, and it didn't start how I thought it was going to start at a different place, and it starts out with him running on the on the beach. Yeah. So so now that you now that you've uh, this is the question I like to ask because he's one of my favorite bad guys. Now that you've read the Dresden Files in its entirety, and you're caught up with me, if you were to cast, say, a TV show, The Dresden Files, who would you cast for Nicodemus? Because I know who I would like to cast for Nicodemus. That's a tough one. There's an actor. I can see his face, but I can't. I don't know his name. Oh, yeah? What has he been in? We can look it up real quick. I, I, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I know his face. He's he's the quintessential smug, yeah. hair back, tall, thin. But I can't. I don't know his name right now. So, but who, who? I always go to Idris Elba. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. My boy? Yeah. My man, El- I would, the bad guy? Yeah. I'd rather see him be Harry. Uh, he would make a pretty freaking awesome Harry, but I think I, I, oh. I think he has, whenever you've seen him and other things, like take him as as, as Heimdall in, in Thor. Yeah. And you take him as, as uh, crap. He was also, he was, he was, he was the bad guy in a Star Trek movie, wasn't he? The the third one when I, think I so. don't remember that I just I I just think that he's got that little bit of British lilt in his voice that I kind of like feel like Nicodemus should have even though he's from like he supposed to be like from, from like the Middle East region and stuff like that because he's been around since that's true yes since he's been around yes. since he's been around since since uh, 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 Judas, Judas yeah. Iscariot yeah yeah uh, that's uh. He could do it. I know he could. He, oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's one of my favorite. That's, you, you say Idris Elba, I'm like, I'm watching it. Dude, Even if I, I don't know how I'm going to find out how to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Dude, I, I'm if right I have there. to rent HBO Max, oh, yeah. I'm going to watch it because... I'm right there with you. I freaking love Idris Elba, and, and that's you, the reason And you've like. still not ever seen Luther, because I yeah. think you just won me over, because I'm thinking about the character of Luther. He's a British detective. Yeah. He's kind of that detective that... He's got that edge to him, though, that he's he's so on the side of justice that he's got a danger. There's a dangerous part in him to yeah. where he might do he'll cross the line and do something he shouldn't just because it is the right thing to do, and he'll just he'll carry the. But okay, that's him being for justice. But he he could also be that character. Oh yeah, yeah. He could also be, he could also be he could be that character of like that just total evil incarnate man even though he yeah. has a means he has a reason that he thinks is noble of why he's doing yeah, he this. definitely doesn't see himself as a bad guy in yeah. the story oh yeah and in the fact in skin game he almost wins didn't almost win the characters and me over but it's like oh you're not just doing this to be no you have an actual reason for oh this. yeah oh man and not only that but kills his own daughter yeah in in skin game man and that's that and that's what gets me is because okay so harry had the shadow of lashiel living in him for what like four or five books something like that something like that four or five books he had hellfire 
had hellfire and all like that. And then he, 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 she takes a psychic bullet for him and, uh, he basically gets rid of the, the shadow of Lashiel. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets a gift from, from, uh, I can't rem- remember the, the angel, the angel that he gets soul fire. I can't remember Uriel. Not yes. Uriel, Uriel, Uriel okay. or whatever. Oriel or Uriel, something Oriel like that. Oriel or Uriel or whatever, because I love that whole interaction of where he's in. Oh man, I get chill bumps. Do you remember? Oh god, no, where he's the in part the- where he he loses his, he gives. Oh my god, okay, this is definitely sport. When he gives his grace to Michael, and Michael can then oh, Michael, who's pretty much been battered and can't function anymore, gets his grace, and he can then now he's like a ninja again. Oh yeah, and then the Ur- Oriel or Uriel re- realizes. Oh wait, I can die now. Yeah, he gets a bloody nose. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, what's that?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like, yeah, that's a good. That's but, some. That's a quality storytelling dude, right there. Well, quality storytelling. Like, whenever he's after Michael gets injured on the island, he gets shot by the AK forty seven. He's being yeah, pulled up. Yeah, and and like, I dude, the first time I read that book, I had to stop it because I was like, "They're not killing Michael." Yeah, like they're they, you can't kill Michael. This is gonna break my freaking heart. As soon as they were talking about the the Valkyrie sitting yeah, there looking yeah. down upon him, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And then, bam! Next thing you know, like Michael's in the ICU. Yeah. The part, the, the, talk about like the storytelling, man, like where he goes into the chapel. Yes. And he sits down and he starts having his tantrum at God. And the little guy with the janitorial. Yeah. Uriel walks in. Yeah. Uriel walks in. And I, I love that he even uses quotes from, from Tolkien to help like get the point across and stuff like that. And then the stuff that happens with Mab afterwards. Yeah. I always say Mab, Mab has some of the best lines. He writes the female characters so well. Yeah. The Mab and 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 Murphy. Yeah. Have two of the best lines out of the entire series. And you know the one that I keep talking about with Murphy was yeah. you know pretenders, false gods, usurpers you know, kneel down and face judgment almighty or whatever. Ah, dude, that just like makes me just ah, take it with the sword of faith and just destroy, man. Oh, it's badass. But, uh, you know, where he has that whole, like, cause he has that moment with Uriel there inside the chapel. Then he has a whole nother moment with Mab immediately afterwards. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's just it's just good stuff, and I'm like, who is not taking this and making a freaking series out of it or something like that, man? Yeah, I mean, it definitely needs Amazon Prime, Netflix treatment, something, man. And that's that's what gets me because it's it's so good, it could totally be done. But of course, I say that about Red Rising, also, you know, Red Rising. And I want to see series because I they these books deserve deep dives into them because I don't know how you could sit there and take a book like one of these and trim it down to fit a two and a half hour movie. No. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. But Uh, but this book, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for the next one. Oh yeah. Cause I, I, and this is not a knock on this book at all, but to me, this book is nothing but a setup. Like you could tell that this book was, well, you told me a while back that he, it was supposed to have been one book, but it started getting bigger and bigger. And he's pretty consistent. Like I've been going through the Expanse books, and they're all oh, almost yeah. exactly almost the exact same page count. They're that disciplined. Yeah. Um, the one I'm on now, Nemesis uh, Games, 
it's one of the shortest books and it's only it's barely a little bit shorter than any of the others yeah and his books are i mean his have getting bigger and bigger since the first ones but he keeps it to a pretty consistent size i mean he's not gonna write a thousand page dresden book yeah yeah yeah, man, you got me excited to go back and start the Expanse after all this too. Like, because right now I'm I'm nothing but Dresden. Like, I, I did not finish my run. I couldn't resist. I had to. Re- I had I had to read Peace yeah, Talks, dude. Yeah. I couldn't resist. Like, I was like, man, I've been waiting on this book for five years, six years now since Skin Game came out. Like, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait. The, trying to wait and finish my run through. I was like, no, nah, that's all right. I can jump back on Turncoat, and hopefully by the time I finish my run through and I can do peace talks one more time. Hopefully it'll be September and then the, the battleground will be coming out. And uh, do you remember that's going to be a bloody book, dude? It's going to be, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we've done a really good job of not spoiling it. Cause it's okay. I will say this. Do you remember back when we, in ghost story mm-hmm. and ghost story, butcher took that story and used it to go back and fill in lots of backstory about Dresden. Oh, yeah. Go deeper into his time when he was being trained in the fight with his mentor. Oh, yeah. And go deeper in all his like different things that had happened to him in his life. Well, he also does that one. There's one particular scene in this book where he's talking with his dad, and his dad was just, as far as we know, just a mortal yeah, just an illusionist. illusionist. Yeah. And his dad explains to him, you always have to, when you're trying to do an illusion, you have to have a misdirection. You have to have something that catches everybody's eye that they're focusing on this so that when the actual illusion happens, it just is like, whoa, where'd that, how'd that happen? Yeah, where'd that come from? That's what, and see, I told you earlier, that's what I think this whole book was. That's what it seems like, man. Because you're so worried about this one storyline even even though you know the name of the book is Peace Talks. Yeah. And the, here's the premise of the book. The Fomor are going to sit down with the with the m- magical houses. Or yeah, with the with the accords. The, the accords. The signatories of the accords. Fairy. The unseely the, court. Uh, yeah. yeah, the vampire, the white council, the white court, the red court. Well, the red court. The, the, the black with the black court, of, I don't know if the black court's part of the accords or not. Because there was, you saw there was a little drop of a little mention of the black uh, vampire of, of Mavra. Yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's probably going to be in line with the Fomor. Yeah. Anyhow, they're supposed to be sitting down and have these peace talks because the Fomor want to sign the accords and everybody get along. Yeah. The last couple of books, the Fomor have just been a nightmare for everybody. Oh yeah, just been wreaking havoc. Basically. And the Fomor basically are just like these old. Older, godlike, magical yeah. beings that have been—they live under the sea. Yeah, kind of like under the kind of like Lovecraft's <laughs> elder gods, except they're yeah. And that's that actually the uh, what what was it? It was a corner corner. What, what do you call them? Corner dogs. Yeah, corner dogs. When they they do yeah, he, he yeah Ebenezer the, fighting the corner dogs. Those those are actually a Lovecraft thing, as because I looked it up because I was like, oh, what is okay. a corner dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. And a corner dog is actually a Lovecraftian uh, thing. I can't remember this. There's a certain story in specific that it's a big deal. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. If Martin listens, he knows because he, I know he's all about Lovecraft. Yeah, because because I had to look it up and it was like, and actually, and they actually reference the the. You know what? I'll just do it again real fast. But they actually uh, reference the. The, the other because there's like a, a is it like a god like an underwater god or something like that because it actually actually references that 
Um, but I can't remember. Corner Hound. Yeah, Corner, Corner Hound. Hound. Yeah, Corner Hound. Uh, a Hound of Tendalos, a fictional creature created by Frank Beltnap long after incorporated into the Cthulhu mythos, where it was uh, codified by August something other, the first. Derleth. Yeah, 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 August yeah. Derleth. The first appear- they first appeared in, in long story short, the Hounds of Tendalos, first to publish in March of 1929, issue of the Weird Tales. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hounds of, Hounds of Tendalos is what the Corner Hound actually kind of came from or whatever. But I had to look it up because I was yeah. like, what the heck? Like, a Corner Hound? I've never heard of that. And then whenever he gave the description of it, I was like, that's kind of neat. And... Of course, I had to look up images just so that I could get a better view of it and stuff like that or whatnot. So, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about, do you want to do a spoiler warning? Let's talk about some favorite moments we had in the books. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can totally do So, we're going to talk about actual scenes and because we haven't really spoiled anything yeah, yet. We, we've done a really good job of not spoiling pat, pat anything. Yourself. I know I do, right? Like, I'm breaking my arm, patting myself on the back so hard right now. Um, let's talk about favorite scenes because I have one in particular where... Um, and we're probably this probably won't last but about five ten minutes. Nah, it's fine. We're 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 all, we're at forty eight minutes right now, so we're good. So good. Yeah. Um, I sent a message to you and your brother saying I should be a Sasquatch. <laughs> and there's the scene when they're at the actual first night of the meeting with the, all the different people at the peace talks, and he's talking to um, River Shoulders. River Shoulders, and I'm like. Just, I wish I could just live like a Sasquatch with this guy because oh, he's so calm and so smart and yeah, you know he's been around for forever. He just wants to live in harmony with nature and <laughs> kind of looks down at everything, you know. Oh yeah, all this crazy stuff, all these people just kind of take it easy, man. The, the forest people, yeah. And then yeah. there's the, his group, and then there's another group, and then there's a the group the um, the this. The sky, this what was it? Was the way of the sky, the way of the sky, the way of the forest, and the way of uh, and uh, or uh, or the path of the sky, the path of the forest, and the war path. And the war path was what was in Skin Game. Yeah, oh, that's that's like that. blood on his soul was that dude's name. Yeah. And he's even his name is like yeah, yeah. He's just bad. He just wants to wreak havoc and violence and destroy everything. Yeah. And what do you think about that? Where that dude's not dead. That no, dude's no, coming back. No, I know. Yeah. There's lots of bad guys out there that are still around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just love that scene. I love the scene when they're talking about um, Grendel. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, it's a Grendel. And I said, that's not a Grendel. That's, don't talk bad about him. I said, like, don't talk bad about him. Yeah. Grendel was a bad egg, I think is what he said or yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and we learn who Beowulf is. Oh, yeah. Which, wow. That dude's like, that, that guy's got, well, I mean, he's he's the man of many names. And that was one of and his things in Viking he's Lord. He's sitting there talking with a dragon. Yeah. The entire time, yeah. smiling oh, at everything. Yeah. Um, the whole scene when they're trying to do their little escape, their yeah. little illusion. And the dragon just kind of looks over there and sees Harry. And everybody <laughs> else doesn't see Harry. And he's about to say something. And... And, and uh, I can't remember what they call Donar, him. Donar Vaderon. Vaderon yeah. takes his, his uh, staff and bangs it three times on the ground. And <laughs> the the dragon's like, oh, okay. Yeah, all I'm, right. I'm, 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 we're above all this anyhow, you and I. We're just like, it's like they're slumming it when they're hanging out with them. Exactly. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Because 
we haven't talked about when we're thinking all the most important thing is Thomas is been imprisoned. Yep. And this just getting him out and not messing the peace talks up. And then the, they're getting out in the scene. I had to pause it. Cause I was like, Oh God, I wish Dave was, Dude. I wish Dave was listening <laughs> right at the exact same point. Cause the, the Fomar bodyguards or whatever, jump out and kill everybody in front of the building. That was the the one of the holy S's that I sent you. That was what had okay. ha- had just happened. I was, was having trying to figure out. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, because yeah. when, when, when they slaughtered everybody and then they killed every mortal inside the oh, building. Yeah. Hey, well, well, you got to remember, you're under court. Those are, those are those just servants. They're they not servants. Oh, yeah, dude. And then the lady Rachel. walks out. Well, there's first there's the king. Yeah. And read your read be familiar with your laws, Mab, and he puts Mab in her place, and that's whenever I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, shish kebab. And then the yeah. a, a god, a goddess walks yeah. into the room, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if anybody's going to survive, really. <sighs> yeah, I know. What scares me the most is the scariest one is um the gangster. Oh, Marcone, how cool he is huh. in the face of this, and he's immortal. Yeah. As far as we know, he still is immortal. Yeah, he he's. I I love his character, man. Even though you Johnny want, Marcone, yeah. even though you want to hate him at times, you know, and, and, and even though you want to hate him at times, he still has that moral code of like, even though he's a gangster and he's a piece of crap and all like this type of stuff, he's still got a moral code that you're like, he's a good guy. Yeah, because like whenever they're on the island and they've been captured by Nicodemus, him in the archive and. There he's like, you go first, Marcone. That was the deal. And he's like, no, take the girl up first. Yeah, and save like, her. Yeah, save her. And I was like, oh, you son of a bee. Yeah, I don't want to like you. How dare you make me like you and think that you've got yeah. like a good moral value, you butthole. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, a good just, book. it's just good books, good characters, good times. Gosh, it's so good. Like, oh, my goodness. I. It's just... And we have till when does the next one come September. out? September. September. For my birthday. Right? Yeah. Actually, I think it's like right on. You know what? What is the release date for that? I don't remember. Uh, and I was going to tell you, man, if you really, dude, you've got to do, you need to get side jobs, you need to get briefcases, and you need to get working for Bigfoot. Okay. Especially if you like if you like the Bigfoot stuff, you really need to get working for Bigfoot. There are some really good stories in that, man. Uh, age because it is all about all the Bigfoot stuff and it's it is you know him working for River Soul Shoulders or whatnot. That's nice and uh, just I'm I'm right there with you. I love the character of River Soul Shoulders. I kept trying to call him Soldier, but yeah, yeah. River River Shoulders. Love his character, man. Uh, he. I'm I'm right there with you, man. He's one of those that I'm like, man, I wish I was more like that dude. Like, I, if I could be a character from Dresden Files, I'd want to be a mashup of River Shoulders and Michael. Yeah. Because Michael, I just love him, dude. I love that guy. Like, he is like the dude. He had that, some great stuff to say in this one. It's uh, like, you got to have faith. He's uh, like, Harry's like, we've been over this. Oh, Me dude. and God. He's like, I'm not talking about God. He goes, yeah. I mean, have faith in something. Yeah. Have faith in yourself. Yeah. He goes, how many times have I asked you to go to church with me? And blah, blah, blah. He never stops. He goes, uh, and he changes that all into a thing about having faith in yourself. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that is, that is, that is a, 
is a little lesson that everybody needs to hear. Yeah. If you have, if you don't have faith in anything, at least have faith in yourself. Yeah. That's such a great, like, not in the narcissistic, like, Oh, I'm yeah, so great, but no, no, like trust your gut, trust, trust no, your gut, trust right, your judgment. Know trust what in right, yourself. You know what right is. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, like I said, just, just the whole, hold on. I'm trying to type this in. I was trying to type it in and, and talk a second ago and it wasn't working. I get so distracted. I'm not a good, uh, 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 multitasker and uh, it obviously shows there we go Battleground Dresden Files release date September 29th 2020 sweet. so right there at your birthday man yeah, just after that'd be sweet yeah something to look forward to I'll get that for the October release then yeah I've been like I said doing I've doing the because every time I look it up the Expanse books right mm-hmm. I'm on let's see one two three four I'm on the sixth book nemesis games and after that is babylon's ashes persepolis rising and tiamat's wrath okay and i'm just getting into the nemesis games are you doing the are you doing the short stories along with them or the novels i'm I'm not no i'm going to also go back and do those too but i'm realizing like every time i look it's like the, the next book is supposed to be out this year yeah supposed to be I'm like, well, dang, I'm burning through these. I'll be done. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take, a, I'm going to start, I'm going to stretch this out because I don't want to finish Tiamat's Wrath and then have to wait four months. So my goal is I'm going to like try to intersperse lots of other stuff in between each one. Yeah. So I'm taking a break from Nemesis Games. I just started another book that I, I brought this up a while back. Remember when I was telling you, long digression. When I was telling you about the last man in San Francisco, the actor that there was an actor in it, uh, when they, his, a character name was Montgomery. Okay. And he was just a really interesting character. Um, the way the guy acting portrayed him was just a great actor doing a great role for a character that needs to be seen just to, to be experienced by watching it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can't love this person because they're so unique and different and okay with being unique and different. You know, instead of living in a, ne- a neighborhood where all these guys are trying to be hard and tough, and he can just walk up to him and says, he'll he'll talk to them like he's a director, saying, "You need to put a little bit more into your part, but you're doing just really fine with yours. You keep this up. Um, let's keep working on this because they're over there just making fun of each other, picking on each other." And he walks up and he's like trying to direct the scene. Yeah. Of in his mind, he's watching a screenplay that he's writing in his head. It's so weird. Anyhow, I fell in love with that actor who's from Dallas, I learned. Oh, okay. And that day when we were looking it up, when we were talking about the movie, and I saw the actor, he's in an HBO Mac, or an HBO series coming out August, September, called Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, he's an African-American actor. It's an African-American, and it's, it's based on a book. So I, I was like, what the heck is this? And I had read a little bit about it, and I went ahead and I got... I went ahead and got the book to mm-hmm. break up my reading of the, the expanse. expanse. Let me, I'm going to read the, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's one Lovecraft. Yeah. Who was Lovecraft was a racist. 
Oh, really? I mean, he he was. He well, it's, riding in the 20s and 30s, he, he was a racist. I was going to say, I hate to use that thing, but that's pretty typical for the time. No, it is typical. Know. I mean, you go look at, look at Burroughs. It all sounds the, like I'm giving it an okay, and I'm not giving not it an okay. okay but but it's, it, it's, it's pretty typical for the time. Typical, typical for yeah. it. I mean, he wasn't riding. Anyhow. Yeah. That being said, um, I'm going to, I want to just read the summary and, you know, we've been really, the whole night, whole country has been really hard on the South for good reason. Yeah. Because, but this book is a reminder of, uh, 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 Massachusetts, <laughs> Ohio, yeah. Illinois, Indiana, all you rest of you Northern states, you don't get off easy on this subject of racism. Oh yeah. Because was- the Jim Crow era. You know, the Klan was probably strong, just as strong in Ohio as it was in Texas in the 20s. Oh, yeah. So, no, you don't get off. You know the little thing about the sundown towns? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I I went to school in one. Yeah. People used to, when I first moved there, kids were, yeah, we used to have sign-ups. That, I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? And you're bragging about this? Yeah. And a lot of those signs were still up till just like probably about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I've never saw one, thank God. I actually saw one one time, and I was Where just like, are you serious? It's uh, out. <clears throat> I'll tell you after we get done okay. recording, because I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I started this book on just on a whim, because I'm interested in the setup. Um, critically acclaimed cult novelist Matt Ruff makes a visceral terrors of real life in Jim Crow America and its lingering effects in this brilliant and wondrous, I've said that, it's a great book. They don't need all these fancy words. It's a blending of historical fiction, because he really does do the time period well. Yeah. Um, pulp noir, Lovecraftian horror, and fantasy. And it, the setup is you're following this young 22-year-old Korean War veteran named Atticus Turner. He's been his dad, who he doesn't get along with at all, has sent him a, kind of a weird message. He's been living in Florida after he got out from the Army working and he so he's driving through the south which he's using that little guidebook which sadly is too thin that tells uh black drivers where it's okay to stop and where it's not okay okay to stop don't go to if you're gonna if you're in charleston south carolina you can go to this one restaurant and you better move on to the next town if you want to sleep somewhere you have to go to this place don't go in if it's not listed in the book you don't stop there yeah and it's like there's a scene in it when the police, this police officer pulls him over. It's like, hey, Louisa says, oh, yeah, the black uh, tourist guide to safe, to safety or something. It's like not very thick, is it? And throws it in the car, and it's like really a lot of tension. And it's a real, the the really cool thing about it, as far as like the historical fiction part of it is reading something about how something was in a history book says, yeah, this is the laws and this is how people were treated. But when you're reading a novel and you're kind of inhabiting that character, you, you feel through that character, how they're being treated. Yeah. And rough does a really good job of showing you how rough it really was back then. And that's just a small part of it. Oh yeah. Anyhow, he it's uh, Chicago, nineteen fifty four. When his father Montrose Turner goes missing, twenty two year old Army veteran Atticus Turner embarks on a road trip with his uncle George, and it ends up being a a, a young lady named Letitia, who's like one of my favorite characters now because she just doesn't care. She just <laughs> they keep telling her you can't do that. You're a girl. And he's like, watch me. Yeah. She just steps up and she's always saving their butts. 
um, to New England to find him, accompanied by his uncle George, the, the publisher of the safe uh, travel guide, and his childhood friend Letitia. I just said that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, Anyhow, it's okay. On their journey to the manor of Mr. Braithwaite, heir to the estate that owned one of Atticus's ancestors. Oh. And this is in New England. Yeah. Um, they encounter both mundane terrors of white America and malevolent spirits that seem straight out of the weird tales George devours. Because he's a big pulp reader. He reads all the Bradbury as oh, okay. he yeah. read all the he's like all the weird tales all the lovecraft stuff he's read all that stuff yeah big readers his whole family is at the manor atticus discovers his father well this kind of spoils him that's <laughs> <laughs> okay anyhow this is just a setup really because yeah. i've just been i've got to this part and i still have the entire novel to go i'm only like two hours in holy crap at the manor atticus discovers his father in chains held prisoner by a secret cabal named the Order of the Ancient Dawn, led by Samuel Braithwaite and his son, Caleb, which is gathered to orchestrate a ritual that shockingly centers on Atticus. Basically, they're trying to do one of those Lovecraftian ceremonies to bring yeah. something through a door, and because of Atticus, they need him for a certain reason. And yeah. He, and then, uh, let's just say... Let's just say I'm enthralled by it. I'm not had a like a lot like a, been a minute in the two and a half three hours I've listened to it that I'm like oh I need to take a break. No, I'm like I wish I could just keep going because <laughs> it's like keeps going, keeps going, and then it hits this high point, and then it like the first chapter, which it's not really written in chapters. It's written the first chapter is called opening credits. And yeah. it's over it's like two hours long. Holy crap, dude. Then the second chapter is called Lovecraft Country and it's about an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. And now I'm in like the third or fourth chapter and it's like the aftermath of that and I think the story's just now getting started. Good because God. all this stuff that I just described, that's just the setup. I thought the whole thing and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. I'm well, excited and I'm, I'm like Sounds awesome. Dang it, I gotta get HBO in, in the fall. <laughs> Get the HBO Max, man, fourteen ninety nine a month, dude. and and try try because it and it got one of my new favorite actors that I've discovered. He's going to be playing Atticus, yeah, and he I can tell by the way the story and how it's written in the in the book, he's perfect for it because it's very similar, not necessarily similar to the character of Montgomery in that movie I told you about, but there's a parts of them that, as a person that I can see how they they have similar the yeah. intellectual extremely smart he can pull off being eloquent in the face of like these people are just being complete bigots to him and he stands up and just has this eloquent rejoinder yeah. in their face like middle fingers like oh, excuse me gentlemen i'm sorry to ex have to explain to you but blah 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 i don't believe you really understand who i am nope. and they're just looking at him disgust, <laughs> like how dare you talk and he's like and he's like you only just step out and go stand outside the house and they do it <laughs> Holy crap. So what's what's this called again? It's called Lovecraft Country. Okay, and it does make me wonder. It does make me wonder whenever the actual show comes out and like is on uh HBO and stuff. Yeah. Like it makes me wonder if they're actually going to keep it with the cities and states that you were naming off just then or you think they're or, gonna, yeah. or if they'll like purposely move it to the south just because the south is more known for prevalency for because that's what they like to do with a lot of things you yeah. know you ever yeah. notice that it always drives me up the wall whenever you have a 
a TV show and there'll be like the one racist dude. And of course he'll have an accent that sounds just like this. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen down here, but you know, uh, they always got to make this guy that sounds like this. He's oh, going to be the your, racist. Bless your stuff. heart. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be the racist in the yeah. TV shows yeah. and the movies and all like that type of stuff. It's always some dude from down South somewhere where the, the guy from up North is the righteous one and the friend and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, dude, that does, and that is obviously it's it's equal all over the place, man. Yeah, yeah. It is. But But no, that just happened out of the last, out of the blue and I'm like I had to bring it up. Yeah, man. It sounds freaking awesome. It man. is awesome. It sounds really cool. And I'm gonna I'm, have to check I, it out. I don't know where the heck it's going. Yeah. Like I intentionally have not that's the most I've read about it. I had I see I didn't even read that when yeah. I got it. I just I had heard of about it before. I read a little bit about the TV show. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Well, I'm definitely going to have to get that as my book next month, I think. Because uh, I've, I've got so many books I've got to read, though. Yeah, man. I know I've the so feeling. Many, I've got so many books i got to read. But it's just because so much of my time has been taken up by Dresden here lately just because I was trying to do that run-through before the before the new book came out. And I, yeah. didn't, I didn't complete it. But that's okay because that just means that I can finish up the run-through, possibly read Peace Talks one more time, get Peace Talks in, and then start Battleground. Yeah. And after Battleground, yeah. I'm free and I can get caught up on everything. And I'm definitely going to get Lovecraft stories because uh, that sounds – is that what it was called? Lovecraft? Country. Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Okay, yeah. 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 Did you see that there's also – I noticed that there was also a new addition to the expanse of like a, a short stories book or something. I saw like that. that. I think I grabbed that. I okay. just haven't listened to it yet. I haven't picked that one up yet either. I haven't, I haven't picked it up. Don't they usually the release like the story that they release or the – it's, hour and a half story doesn't it usually follow the last book it seems like it yeah it seems like it and it kind of like it comes out usually like a few months before the next book but i haven't like well like the one i'm on now nemesis games is about um amos oh okay going yeah. back to earth oh yeah and you if you have read the the churn is the name of it yeah oh, the is... churn before you read it you would understand completely why he's going back and how dangerous it is for him to be going back oh, to yeah. earth because his backstory is probably one of the most interesting ones of all the characters i think so but then um, again amos is also one of my favorite characters so like well, yeah, i could yeah. be biased but yeah his his backstory is just freaking awesome man like it's just exhilarating and just like it draws you in about how much he experienced before he... How hard he had it growing up. Oh, God, up. yeah. I mean, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. Yeah. The churn. Just the me- churn. More meat for the churn. Yeah. Oh, man. And how he... You know, he's another... He's a monster. Oh, yeah. Who, if you even threaten a child in any way, he will destroy yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Like, that. he's got that going for him. Looks for others for... Looks to others for his moral code. Yeah, and this is a funny scene in the book where, um, what is it about him? He stayed here for you, right? Because he's talking to um, Naomi. He's like, oh, he's not here for me. He stayed because of you. And he's like, what? He says, no, Amos needs somebody to show him how to be human and make decisions. Because without that, he's a monster. Yeah. He is a monster, but he's a monster that realizes he needs somebody to say, don't pull the trigger yet. <laughs> now it's yeah. okay to pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. yeah and, that's, and whenever you, you find that out, you realize basically throughout the entire, I won't say throughout the entire series, but almost the entire series of the book, before he pulls the trigger, it seems like he always looks to the captain yeah. before he pulls the trigger. And he doesn't respect anybody. No. 
No. When he's talking to Chris Jen Avasarla, yeah. that took me year a year to be able to say that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, okay. hey, hey, Chrissy, how's it going? Yeah. Don't you call me that, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, Chrissy. <laughs> right. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's Amos. He's Amos. And that's what makes me like Amos. But yeah. I think that's going to wrap us up, dude. My butt's starting to hurt, and we're, we're running. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of the show my butt hurts my butt hurts uh what is it what do we go where do, where do we go from here go by www.nerdylegion.com slash audible sign up for your one free month and one free book you don't have to keep the subscription but you're going to keep the book because you're going to love it yeah you are and you're going to be hooked like what michael and i are i've been a i've been a member since 2009 it's an I, addiction i've had audible for 11 years and i'd probably will have it until the day i die somebody will have to cancel the account for me because i'm don't see myself canceling it anytime soon uh after you're done with that go by twitter follow us on twitter that's the number two bt show that's two bt show same thing with gmail if you want to write us or if you want to email us you can write us at two bt show at gmail.com that's the number two BT show at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, also, go by Raiders Ride a Review. Just remember, please be kind. We like five stars. Five. Cinco. Take Just, six if you can do it, but I don't think right? you can. Yeah. Cinco. Like Cinco de Mayo. Cinco. Cinco. Five stars. Uh, I think that's all, dude. I, I can't think of anything else. That's it. You got any other announcements? No, not really. No. Kind of- this is pretty freaking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the crap out of this. It's funny, whenever you came over, I was like, there was so much stuff I wanted to talk about. And I was like, I, I got to bite my tongue about this it's- because I can't say this yet. And, I, and then finally, I just stood up and I was like, we're just, we're just going to go ahead and knock it out and say the devil with it. Just get it yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right, man. With that being said, I'm David. Uh, Michael. 2BT. Signing off. Adios. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're just trying to find stuff stuff now to just. I need to try start to beatboxing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally. I totally just showed no, that. How actually, that actually was. Was pretty, <laughs> I liked it. Right. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye.